truly it's an honor and it's a privilege to be here. My heart is just full right now, just being here with you all. Uh, thank God for uh, your pastor, Pastor John and Lisa. I've been knowing Pastor John back in the days at uh, Light and Life North with uh, Pastor Light Walkenmeyer. Uh, we've been friends for some time in ministry and thank God for my brother Marquise, uh, for his light to see him continue to grow. I tell you, I'm, I'm really, you know what really excites me, to be honest with you, is to see so many men in the house of the Lord today. Amen. Let's give our men a big hand clap. This is a blessing when you have men that can come together and be able to worship the Lord and love the Lord. You know, women, you have done your part for a long time. But now it's time for the men to rise up and to take their rightful place to what God has called them to be. God has called us to be the priest of our home. We have a responsibility. And so it's my heart, it's my passion is to help men to grow in faith. And so our mission for Men's Ministry International is to encourage men to grow in faith through fellowship. And so it's so important to have men to come together to be able to have small groups to have men's ministries, you know, and just to be able to just be real, be able to have someone to be able to come alongside of you, to pray with you, to encourage you. Because how many know that it's, 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 it's a task sometimes, trying to be a man and trying to be a man of God and trying to be a husband and trying to be a father. It's not always, you know, it's, it's a lot on, on our shoulders, you know, so we need each other. And so it's my, my, my passion, my desire is to travel to the different churches within our free Methodist uh, denomination is to help build up men's ministries. And so if you have one, I would like to come alongside of you to help strengthen it, to help take it to the next level. And if you don't have a men's ministry, that's where we come in at, to help you build a men's ministry, okay? So when you see me or you hear that name, Terry Beasley, pray for me, okay? Because I'm, I'm, I'm serious about what God is doing for our men. Amen? Amen, amen. amen. So as Marquis said, it's okay to, uh, to talk back, you know, say amen and clap your hands. You don't scare me, okay? So that's okay. Because I went over to the UK and I got out there and I, would, so I said, this is the day that the Lord hath made. And everybody just like, and I was like, okay, let me come back again. And I said, you know what? <laughs> I said, because over there in the UK, they don't, have, they don't show too much emotion. You know, they just, but if it's a game or something, but when it comes to, to church and stuff, they just real relaxed and stuff, you know, but afterwards, you know, had the altar call, they came down and was crying and weeping and stuff. But um, if you would just stop just for a quick moment and just begin to just reflect on your life and think on the goodness of Jesus and all that he's done for you, think just for a moment. When people had probably given up on you, maybe you even had a rough time in life and this journey, but if it had not been for the grace of God, we wouldn't be here today. The Bible says that his mercies are new every day. And so that's enough right there to make you stand up on your feet and give God some praise because he's truly worthy to be praised. Amen? Amen. We serve a good God, right? God is not dead, right? But he's alive and he lives inside of us. Amen? Amen. All right, so let me go ahead and get, and get started. Um, this morning, I believe the Lord has a word for us and it's found in... Genesis, the 22nd chapter, verses 1 through 18. And I'm not going to read all those verses, but I would like for you to take the time in your own time to go back and go over and read the whole entire passage of what the Lord was saying here. But I'm just going to just 
pick out just verses 1 through 3 and also verse 18. And I'll stop right there, okay? So this morning, we're looking at Genesis, and I'm reading out of the English Standard Version. And I forgot to do one of the most important things. And guess what that was, you guys? I forgot to acknowledge my beautiful wife. I thank God for my, my, my wife, Dina. Amen. Yes. Yes. She keeps me in line, you guys. She keeps me in line. She, she, I won't get no big head with her, okay? She's always putting me down. All, no, but no she, no, she keeps me in line. Okay. She took, uh, okay. And she's also my, my, my uh, timekeeper, too. She tells me when I'm going over, if I'm talking too much, she'll tell me to kind of chill. So I have to keep an eye on her. So John said I had two hours and 15 minutes, right? No. <laughs> okay, let me stop. All right, okay, okay. So I'm reading out of Genesis, the 22nd chapter, the English Standard Version. And it reads this. After these things, God tested Abraham and said to him, Abraham, and he said, here I am. He said, take your son, your only son, Isaac, whom you love, and go to the land of Moriah and offer him there as a burnt offering on one of the mountains, which I shall tell you. In verse 3, so Abraham rose early in the morning, saddled his donkey, and took two of his young men with him and his son Isaac. And he cut the wood for the burnt offering and arose and went to the place which God had told him. Verse 18, in your seed, all nations of the earth shall be blessed because you have obeyed my voice. Let us pray. Father God, we come before you right now in the mighty name of Jesus. God, I pray this morning that everything that I say, God, that I would just yield to you. Father, I pray now that I would decrease and you would increase. But, Father, I pray, God, as I prepared for this word some time ago and began to go back over it last night, God, I pray that your word, God, will bring life and fresh hope to your people here today. So, Father, I pray, Holy Spirit, have your way. Meet us, God, right where we are. Father, I pray now that I will speak with boldness, with authority and clarity. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Now, the verse starts off, it says, after these things, Abraham had to pass many tests. And we, on this journey, will have many tests ourselves. But Abraham was facing one of his toughest tests in life. And some of you today may be going through a test. And this test may be one of your toughest tests today. But Abraham, he was a man of God that had experienced many tests. And so it brought him to this place where he was at right now. And so some of us, some of you and some of us may also, as this journey begins to go on in this walk, you will face many tests. But there comes a time when there's going to be a test of all tests. And this test is either going to make you or break you. For you see, Abraham had 
proved his faithfulness to God many times before. The Bible says that Abraham, whom God loved, God said that he was going to bless his seed. You guys remember reading the story about Abraham? They said Abraham was an older man, a wise man, when he had his, his son, right? He was, he was close to 100 years old, right? And that's a miracle right there, a, a, a man at 100 years old and still having children, having children, amen, you know. And the Bible said that even Sarah, she laughed, right? She laughed, you know, but, 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 but God is faithful. So whatever God has told you, whatever God has promised you, God is faithful to his word. No matter how difficult it may seem, God is faithful to his word. For you see, Abraham, one of his tests was that when God told him he was going to bless him with a son, he couldn't wait. And sometimes God tells us sometimes that he's going to bless us with things that we just, we just can't wait. So sometimes we want to help God. How many are guilty of helping God? When God has said, I'm going to do something for you, but you want to just get in the way and you want to help God. And every time we help God, we do what? We mess up. For you see, Abraham couldn't wait for the promise that God had gave him. So what did he do? He had a slave named Hagar. And Sarah gave him permission to lay with that slave. And so they had a son called Ishmael. And as that son began, now this was before he even had his son Isaac, because he couldn't wait on the promise. But one day, after they had the child Isaac, the Bible said that uh, Abraham was excited. He had had his son. He had had his son. Now, he had his son by Sarah. But Hagar was in the background, and she, and she saw it, and she began to laugh. And how many know that you can't upset a man's wife? So when Sarah caught clue that Hagar was laughing, she said, you know, uh -huh. she got to go. She has to go. So he, she, told, she said, I want her and that son of yours, Ishmael, they have to go. Now that hurted Abraham because Abraham, that was his loin, that was his blood, that was his seed. And God said, I was going to bless your seed. But God says, that's, God said, Abraham, that's okay, no matter what. Just do, Mr. the hard part, what your wife say. <laughs> Can I get a witness, someone? <laughs> that's the hard part sometimes, right? Just doing what she say. And I'll give you guys this. 50% of the chance, she's always right, right? Maybe 60%, right? Maybe even 70%, right? That your help. See, God gave us, I don't know what, let me just stop. I don't know why God had me do this, but God gave us a wife for a helpmate. Men, as men, we, we, we the man. We the man, right? We think we know it all. No, we don't. Let's listen to our wives when God has given them a word to speak. Okay, let's listen. Let's listen. Listen to what, what because it's important, especially in a, in, a, in a marriage and in a relationship. My wife, like I said, that, that's, that's my partner. She has my back, you know, and she, she makes me walk right. She, and let me just say this right quick, then I'm going to get to my message. I'm driving, you know, you know we, as Christians, we're supposed to be loving and, and, and sanctified and, and just smiling and all that, right, right? And that's me, that's me, that's me. I love the Lord stuff. But the 405 freeway, <laughs> that freeway messes me up. And this, this guy 
I'm driving, right? And why we get, we're so territorial. Why we get like this? I'm driving on the freeway, and I see on the side of my eye, trying, you know how the lanes start merging? So what did I do? I speed up. And you know, my wife said, Pastor Terry. <laughs> she said, Pastor? I said, okay, babe. But you know what? I said, listen, I don't drive the way you drive. But anyway, I just, okay. Let me get back to the message, okay, family? Let me get back to the message. So Abraham was facing this test right here. So the big idea or the thought this morning is to be obedient in the test. Family, light and life, God is asking for us to be obedient in the test. You that may be watching online, God is speaking to you also to be obedient during this testing time. And before I go to my points, let me just ask us a few questions. What is your test? What is your test? Think about that for a moment. Is it family? Is it your job? Is it your marriage? Is it health? What is your test? And what do you, what do we cherish the most? What is so dear to us? What is so important to you? Are you willing to obey God and give up something or someone that means the world to you? And the next one is, can you pass this test? Think about that for a moment. Can I, can we, can me pass this test? For you see, Adam and Eve, they failed the test when they ate from the tree. Lot's wife, she failed the test when she turned back. But Joseph was able to pass the test when he was able to run and flee Potiphar's wife. And then you see Jesus himself, he passed the test. When Satan came to tempt him, to try him, he began to fight him off with the word. So it's, so it's during these testing times that God will show us who we are. Can I get a witness someone? So in the Hebrew word, to test or to try or to prove it means to, so the word testing, it, in the Hebrew word, is sometimes it means to prove or to, to, or to test or even says temptation. But we as believers need to know the difference between test and temptation. For God doesn't tempt us. You hear what I said? The devil tempts us, right? But God will Test us. Do you want me to say it again? God doesn't tempt us. He doesn't tempt us. He doesn't tempt us. The devil will tempt us. He'll bring temptation. But every now and then, God will test me and you. So that brings us to our points here today. My first point is this. God will test us or test you to prove your faithfulness towards him. 
Let me say it again. Point one, God will test us to prove our faithfulness towards him. Listen to what David said in the book of Psalms. He says, for you, O God, have tested us. You have tried us as silver is tried. He goes on to say in Psalms 11:15, the Lord tests the righteous and the wicked and the one who loves. Job 23 and 10, so he says, but he knows the way I take when he has tested me. I shall come forth as gold. So I want you to know, I'm not just up here talking, but I just gave you scripture to back up what I'm saying, that God sometimes will, 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 will test us. But our testing time is the time is that's when God is, he is, he is shaping us and he is molding us to be the man or the woman that God has called us to be. Amen? Amen. For, you, for you see that Abraham was going through this, this, this difficult test. And this is one of the, the most toughest tests in his life. The Bible said that he had to give up his son. Now, it said his only son, but we already know he had a son in the uh, book of uh, Genesis, the 21st chapter, where it talked about Ishmael. But the only son he was referring to was that one that he had called to be that special one, that one that he was going to really uh, just, uh, the favor of God really going to just flow through his life. And so Abraham had to give up that one that had meant so much to him, that one that was so dear to him. And that one, that's the time when, when, when God begins to, 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 to shape you and begins to mold you. But the word of God says this, that Abraham was asked to take his son whom he loved. God was testing him. The Bible says in John, the 14th chapter, in the 15th verse, it says, if you love me, keep my commandments. Church, God is testing us, right? If, 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 if you're a believer, and if you love me, you're going to do what? You're going to keep my commandments, right? So, so that's the word. That's the word. If we love the Lord, we're going to keep his commandments. But James also talked about some of us. He says to be the doers of the word and not hearers only. Amen? Can I get a witness? You, 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 we hear the word, right? But now he wants to be, to be a, a doer of the word. He says, so, so now I need for you to obey my word. And a lot of times we, uh, as believers, when we get, we're going through these trials and these tests, we have a tendency to not obey God's word, right? Can I get a drink for just for a second? <laughs> but James says this. He says to, in John, James 1 and 2, he says, To consider it all joy, my brethren, when you encounter various trials, knowing that the testing of your faith produces endurance. And let the endurance have its perfect result, so that you may be perfect and complete, lacking nothing. I want to get, encourage you again, let you know that during this testing time, being obedient during this time, that, that, that God, he, he's, 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 he's working with you. He's, he's, he's building up your, your, your spiritual man. He's making you become stronger. It's during the testing time. If, you, if you're able to hold out, able to be obedient and be able to trust God no matter what it is, that God, he's, he's, he's shaping you and, he, and he's molding you and he's making you become the woman and the man of God that God has called you to be. Amen? For you see... As I said, Abraham was, was facing some of his, his most difficult times, but he had to learn to be able to trust God when he didn't even understand. Huh? 
Abraham. God said, you know what, Abraham, I want you to go. I want you to sacrifice your son as a burnt offering. That's what he told him. Now, that's a hard pill to swallow, to take your only son, the one whom you love, the one whom you cherish, the one that means so much to you. But God said, now I'm speaking to you. I'm talking to you today. That thing that, that, that you, you cherish the most, that you hold on to the most. He said, I want you to give it to me. But no, Lord, that's my child. That's my baby. No, no, that's what I hold on to. But no, God said, give it to me. We've asked God to do things for it, but we, 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 we just can't release it. God said, if you would just give it to me, if you place it in my hands, and we're going to see what's going to happen when, when Abraham began to trust God no matter what. Now the Bible says, he says, he says Abraham, I want you to take your son, I want you to go to this mountain, I want you to sacrifice him. And so Abraham had to take his son, knowing that he had to, can you just imagine this for, just for a moment, to take his son, his baby, to take his son, his teenage son, whoever it was, and take him up to the mountain to, to get ready to, to sacrifice him? That doesn't make sense, does it? Sometimes God will tell us to do things that don't make sense. But we got to trust him. Listen, whatever God is telling you to do, obey his voice. Now, I'm not saying God going to tell you to go out there and kill somebody because God ain't going to tell you to do that. But if you just be obedient and be faithful to what God is telling, if you begin to act, don't it? What God is telling you to do, blessings will come your way. Amen? Amen. When you see Abraham, he had to learn to be able to trust God when he didn't even understand. For Abraham, he had to be able to trust the promiser no matter what. Listen, this is good. Abraham had to be able to trust the promiser no matter what. And the promise will take care of itself. Did you hear what I said? I'm going to say it again. Abraham, he had to be able to trust the promiser, God. He had to be able to, to trust God. And the promise will take care of itself. That's a little bit too deep for y'all. Let me slow it down. Abraham, he had to be able to trust God. Now, God already told him already, he said, Abraham, I'm going to bless your seed. I'm going to make many nations out of your seed. People are going to be blessed from your seed. So Abraham already had that promise already, right? But now God was saying, Abraham, I want you to go and I want you to sacrifice your son. Wait a minute. It, it, it don't add up, Lord. I don't understand. He was, but Abraham, you still got to be able to trust the promiser. If you trust the promise, your promise is going to work itself out. For you see, Abraham began to trust God. And he began to trust God and began to follow God. And God began to open up doors out of no way. And so that brings me to my second point. To be, in order to be obedient in the test, you got to trust God when you don't understand you got to be able to know that God will test you for your faithfulness, to prove our faithfulness to him. He already knows. He already knows you, God. He already knows. He already knows what, what you're going to do, what you're going to do. But he wants, he wants you to know for yourself. He wants you to know. God knows all things. But we, as believers, need to know where we stand. We need to be able to know that we can walk by what? By faith and not by sight, huh? We need to be able to know that. We not, don't just be a, 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 a one that we just talk about it, but we need to be one that, that's, that's, be, that's just being about it. Amen? Because that's an easy verse to quote, right? But how many know it's difficult to be able to walk by? 
Huh? Can, can, can I get a witness? How do you actually say it? It's, 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 it's easy to, to quote. For we walk by faith and not by sight, right? Oh, but let some tests begin to come your way. Huh? Let some things begin to happen in your life, in your marriage, huh? Oh, but I walk by faith and not by sight, huh? I'm talking to his family. This is something that we have to be able to do. And it don't just happen overnight, but uh, Abraham had many experiences with God where he had the, that faith in God began to grow. Each time, each step, it got better and better and better. And as you begin to grow and grow and grow, it gets better and it gets a little easier and easier. Amen? So my second point is this. Did I tell you that second point already? What second point? What, what is it? No, 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 no. Mm-mm. Okay. No, so my second point is this. You must know God's voice in the test. You must know God's voice in the test. Amen? Amen. Family, we are living in a time where we will be tested and tried. But you are going to need to know the voice of God. You're going to need to know that it's God speaking to you and not the enemy himself. Amen? Because that was a... Listen, he had just heard God say, take your son and offer him as a burnt offering. Does that sound like God can tell you to take your son and, 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 and kill your son or burn off him for a sacrifice? But Abraham had to be able to know God's voice. And, and we, being obedient in this test, we're going to, have to be able to know God's voice in this test. For you see, there are a lot of voices in the world today that has given us wrong directions or instructions. Can I get a witness? Huh? There's a lot of things going on in the world today and, 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 and influences today that are giving us, God's people, the wrong direction, the wrong instructions. But we as believers have to be able to, to, to know that when God is speaking and when to know, and I tell you, I know that God is speaking to me, uh, um, especially now in, in my, my latter years where I'm, I'm, I'm hearing the voice of God and I'm, I'm trusting God. Uh, just, for, just to let you know, I'm uh, trusting God for, for, for ministry, right? And, and God began to speak to me, you know, and I was going through, some things on my job. It just, I work in aerospace for like 44 years and I've been doing a good job and stuff and some things happened and they just hit me, they hit me with a left hook and just knocked the wind out of me. I had to be able to trust God when I didn't even understand. Lord, how could this happen to me? How could they, I'm, I'm, I went to work during the pandemic. I was the one that was there just coming to work every day and stuff. And how could they do me like this, Lord? And one of the, and, but you know, I've always wanted to do ministry full time. I love the, I love men. I love to help men. Don't, that, that's not come bad, huh? Wait a minute. Okay, okay. Don't give me. I love to help men grow. Okay, you, you there watching? I love to help men grow in faith through fellowship. Amen. Amen. Okay. Don't. Okay. But anyway, family. Um, so that's been my heart is to to help men, to help them grow uh, in their faith, and to be the best men that God's called them to be and stuff. And by working on having a secular job and, and doing ministry has just been really hard for these past 30-some years. But I've always given God my all through it. So God opened up the door for me now to be able to be the executive director for the Ministry International for the whole free Methodist uh, denomination all over the world where I'm able now to go ahead and help men around the world and stuff. So I've got a chance to go to the U.K. and God bless that and stuff. But my, my point is this, that when the enemy hit me with that, 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 that left hook when I didn't even understand what was taking place. I just, a, a pastor gave me this, this, this verse here. He says, and I went off work. I went off work. I said, I can't take it. They may mess it with me and stuff. And he says, transition takes courage. And I, and I listened to this pastor, Pastor Jenkins. Transition takes courage. And, and 
I was listening to his sermon, and he says, and you need to make a bold request before God. And I'm not one of them guys that do no journaling, right? I don't, I don't write stuff down. I just I try to memorize everything. And I get in trouble for that too, though. She tells me all the time. But anyway, I, during that time, I was, I was hurting. And I, I took a pencil down, and I wrote, I said, it was at 8.20 in the morning. And I said, God, if you want me to retire from my job, because I want to do ministry full time. I says, have the BOA contact me and invite me to come to Florida. I wrote that down. Within the next two days, I got an email. Terry, we would like for you to come over to BOA. And I said, look at, look at God. And so I just had, so now I'm, 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 I'm trusting God. That's a bit, we had said we we're going to retire in three years, but I can keep medical and stuff, right? And so now I'm at a point now where I got to retire now. Where I'm going to have to have medical. We have to pay for our medical and stuff. So, but I, I'm, I'm trusting God, and, and God is just, he's, I'm, I'm, I, my point is this. I hear God's voice. I know his voice in the testing. So we have to know his voice. And I'm going to give you some scripture to go ahead and to, and to back up what I'm saying, okay? But I don't want you to think I'm just, just talking before you. So um, John, the 10th chapter, and the 27th verse says, it says, My sheep hear my voice, and I know them. And they follow me. John, the eighth chapter, and the 47th verse, it says, Whoever is born, whoever is of God, hears the words of God. Listen to this, real, listen to this. Whoever is of God, hears the word of God. The reason why you do not hear them is that you are not of God. My sheep hear my voice. How do you know the voice of God? How can you distinguish the voice of God between all of the voices in the world today? What you listen to on the radio, what you see on TV, you know, our spokespersons and all that kind of stuff there. How do you know the voice of God? Is it by what I'm telling you right now? You hear me preach right now? Is that how you know the voice of God? The Bible says it like this. He says in Romans, the 10th chapter and the 17th verse. So faith comes from hearing and hearing through the word of God. Our faith comes from hearing through the word of God. Our faith is built up. So you've got to have faith in order to go through these tests, in order to be obedient in the test. So you get your faith built up by what? By hearing the word of God, by reading the word of God, by eating the word of God, by obeying the word of God. When you begin to do that, your faith begins to increase. You begin to find out that you are more than a conqueror in Christ Jesus, right? When you begin to read God's word, you begin to find out that I can do all things through Christ that gives me strength, right? When you begin to read his word, you, you, you see that, oh, by his stripes, I have been healed, right? When you begin to read it, so now you, 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 you're building up that faith. Now you're becoming somebody, right? The Bible says that uh, in 1 John 4 and 4, it says, you, you are of God, little children, and have overcome them. Because greater is he that's in you than he that's in the world. Right? So now you, you, you're building up your faith. You're building up your faith. So faith comes by hearing God's word. So in order to be obedient in this test, you got to be able to know that God is speaking to you. Because when God, when God spoke to Abraham and said, Abraham, take your son, that was a difficult pill to try to swallow. And so whatever God has been speaking to you, men, whatever God has been speaking to you, it's time to step up. He God said, I want you to be 
obedient in this testing time. Women, the same thing applies to you. He wants you to be obedient in this testing time. I don't know what your test is, but testing times will come in order to prove your faithfulness to God. Can I get a witness, someone? We're getting ready to wrap. I got about how many minutes left? I know we're going on the time schedule. I got 30 minutes left? 30? Okay, okay. Well, let me, let me bring it, let me ready to bring it home. My last point is this, family. That clock hasn't been moved, so it's on the same thing for me, but okay. I'll. What's my first two points? Huh? Okay, can I get on this side here? Okay, what the, what the? Come on, that's one, uh-huh, uh-huh. And what's the other one? Got to know his voice. And, 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 and what's my third point? I haven't said it. Okay, my third point is this. My third point is this. Respond with immediate obedience. Respond quickly. For you see, the Bible says in verse 3, it says, So Abraham rose up early in the morning. Early in the morning, he, he got up. He, he rose up. When God told him to do what he had to do, he didn't hesitate. He didn't doubt. He didn't procrastinate. He didn't get nobody's second opinion. Huh? But he was able to do what God told him to do. And family, when God is speaking, we live in a time when God is speaking, that you have to respond immediately, for you will miss the mark. In order to be, and see, that, that, that shows Abraham's faithfulness, right? Because he didn't hesitate. He jumped right up and grabbed his son and began to go to the mountain. The Bible said early in the morning, he couldn't wait. But he got up early in the morning, and he began to move as God had instructed him to do. And so, when we're being tried like this, and when God needs us to prove our faithfulness to him, and when we heard his voice, now it's time for men to respond quickly. You know, there's a, uh, remember the, that, that, that story about the, 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 the pool, I think it was the pool of Bethesda, something like that, one of the pools where the, uh, the guy was crippled, and at a certain time of the water, the water had to be stirred up. And if you got in, you got healed. It was at a certain time. And so at a certain time, he had to remove, he had to jump in that, he had to jump quickly in order to be healed. And so God is saying the same thing for us today. You've been asking for God to do certain things in your life. God wants to do things in your life. But he's saying you and me have to be able to respond quickly. Don't hesitate. When you hesitate, you begin to let doubt and fear begin. You let doubt and fear get in. When, when doubt and fear get in, what happened? You can't move. You're paralyzed, right? When you, oh, I, wait a minute. I thought about it. Wait a minute. God told me to kill my son? Uh-uh. What did God tell you to do that sounds so crazy? And you thought about it. Well, I can't do it now. God told somebody, you know what? I want you to start preaching. God, me? I can't preach. I stutter too much. God has called you to watch over children. And God has called you to be a missionary. What is God telling you he wants you to do? You need to respond quickly. And guess what? Older men, I'm going to speak to you guys for a moment, okay? Because I'm, 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 I'm 62 years old myself, so I, I got something to say too, amen? Because I'm one of them wise men too, right? It's our, it's our job, our responsibility to be able to speak words of wisdom to these young men.
to be able to take them, to be able to encourage them, to be able to nurture them. You have a I got a responsibility. We have to be able to share life's experiences with those guys. They don't have to make the same mistakes that we made. Amen? <laughs> we know we don't know it all, right? But guess what? Young men, I don't know what I'm on this man thing, but young men, come on, man too. But young men, you guys got to be able to speak to us older wise men also too, right? We got to be able to learn this stuff also, this new technology and stuff. You know, I got this phone. I don't know how this phone works sometimes. I got to ask my daughter to help me out sometimes with this stuff. And all this technical stuff here, we don't know all, but we need, we need each other, family. So it's time that we come together and use our resources. Amen? I don't know what I just had to, had to say that because I looked out there and I saw some men that looked like me, but I had to go ahead and say that anyway. Amen? <laughs> so my point is this, family. We need to respond with immediate immediate obedience. Psalm says this, Psalm the 18th chapter and verse 44, it says, as soon as they heard of me, they obeyed me. That's what the Bible says. As soon as they heard me, they obeyed me. And listen to what Psalms 119 and 60 reads this. It says, I will hurry without delay to obey your commandments. Can I say it again? Psalms 119 and 60 says this. I will hurry without delay to obey your commands. This is what the Lord wants us to do, family. We need to hurry. We need to be able to, be able to obey God's words. Amen? And in my closing verses, this, like as I get ready to close, I'll read this right here. In verse 18, it says, Because you have obeyed my voice, in your seed all the nations of the earth shall be blessed, because you have obeyed my voice. Because you were obedient in the testing time. Because you didn't give up. You didn't throw in a towel. No matter how difficult it may seem, you yet trusted God. Amen? And he said, because of that, he said, because you have obeyed my voice, because you listened to what I told you to do. He says, now I will bless you. And as the worship team comes back up, I'm just going to go into my last little spiel here as they pray, play softly. As the worship team comes up now, as the worship team begins to come up, make his way up, amen. Amen. Y'all got too comfortable. I'm up here too long, huh? Okay, y'all got too comfortable. Uh -uh. No, nah, we're in this together, brother. Okay. But listen to this, family. And as they play softly, I'm going to read a few more uh, verses right here. He said, but because you have obeyed my voice, I will now bless you. I will bless your children. I will bless your children's children. I will bless, maybe you even have a backslidden son. I will bless him. I will bless her. Maybe you may have a daughter that's out there on the streets or maybe not at home. God said, because you have been faithful and obeyed my voice, I will bless them. I will turn them around wherever they are. I will begin to send the Holy Spirit after them and begin to stir up their hearts and their mind, begin to draw them closer to me. Because you have obeyed my voice. Some may have been having marital problems, but because you have been faithful to God, because you didn't throw in a towel, I'm going to restore your marriage. Because you 
maybe been having a health problem. Your health may have been failing. But because you've been faithful to God, I will restore your health. That's the kind of God that we serve because you have been faithful to him. Jesus, thank you so much for everything you've given us. Lord, thank you for this family. Thank you for this Sunday. Lord, I pray that you can just pour into us as we can go into this week and pour into the ones, into the ones around us. Jesus, thank you for being such a good father, so providing, so loving, and so caring. Lord, thank you for showing us what it means to sacrifice. Jesus, thank you so much for this space, this time, that we can just give it to you. And everyone said? Amen. Amen. Amen.